and, and share. Amen. So we celebrate all of our birthdays and anniversaries in the month of August. Can we just sing happy birthday? Can we just sing happy birthday? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Yeah, yeah, August, because I don't think they have ever harmonized like that, Roman, on, when, when we sing that song. They pulled out all the stops for us, amen. That, they pulled the stops out for us, amen. So we praise God for August, a birthdays, amen. Again, we want to welcome everyone here. God bless you. Um, at this time, can you just bow your heads with me as we offer up a word of prayer? Loving Lord, our Father and God and King, ruler, master of everything, we are so thankful, blessed, honored, and privileged to be able to open up our mouths and to bless your name. You are truly an amazing God. Without you, we're hopelessly lost, but with you, we're more than conquerors. So we say thank you for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're about to do in the lives of your people. Now, Father, enter into this space. Do what you do. Let us not leave here the same way we came, but let us leave here with a newfound love for the things of God, and we will be ever so mindful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory. This we pray. In Jesus' name, let the people of God say amen, amen. and amen, amen. again. Amen. Good time in the Lord. Good time. 
for this privilege that we can have a good time yes, out of all the stuff that we've encountered throughout the week it's good to be able to come to the house of the Lord and say we're having a good time yes. we could be saying something else we could be doing something else we could be somewhere else but we're sitting here having a good time so Lord keep me focused keep me focused amen as we now enter into our prayer time we also want to just welcome and thank God for Johnny Chester, praise God for you. Receive this. Um, welcome. Welcome. God bless you. God bless you. Salute you, Doc. God bless you. Pray God will do a great work in you today as well. We also want to remember in prayer as we transition to our prayer time. Um, we believe in the power of prayer here at the top. We want to remember James Miller, the brother of uh, our brother uh, Miller whose brother is battling health challenges as well. Um, we want to remember Carlos. Amen. We were in the back back there. We want to just lift him up in prayer. This is a special prayer for Brother Carlos. And, and, and we also want to pray for Sister Brenda, our head usher. We want to remember to keep her in prayer. Amen. Um, as always, we've been praying for Sister Elaine, um, who's having health challenges as well, and Alexandria. I want to remember her in prayer. Uh, Sister Brown and, and David want to remember Bowen. I'm sorry, Sister Bowen and David want to remember them in prayer as well. And just remember all of those who are sick and shut in, who was battling with health challenges, and those that was, had a desire to be here, but for whatever reason was unable to make it. We ask God to be upon them as well. We believe in the power of prayer. 
And so what we do here, we encourage you, for those that want to come down to the altar, we encourage you to come a little close as we go before the Lord in prayer. And for those of you who choose to remain in your seats, we ask if you can reverently kneel or bow your head as we approach God's throne. It's prayer time. He's amazing, and he is good. We humbly bow before his throne. Let us pray. Loving Lord, our Father, God, our King of kings, Lord of lords, ruler, master, you are so amazing unto us. Father, we give you all praise, honor, and glory for just being who you are. Thank you for loving us in spite of ourselves. Thank you for caring for us in spite of our faults and looking beyond our faults and seeing our needs and thank you for not passing judgment on us and holding it against us oh God but you you're so loving and you're so kind and you're so wonderful to us and and so father all we could do is just come to you with bowed heads and humble hearts and just lay our our hearts before you and make our petitions known before you and just say, Lord, as simply as we know how, first and foremost, we ask that you will forgive us of our sins. We ask you, oh God, that you would cleanse us from all unrighteousness and allow your Holy Spirit to move mightily over our lives. That wherever we go, God, or whatever it is that we do, your name will be glorified. We're asking, oh God, that you will break up the fallow ground in our hearts and in our minds and let your spirit roam freely doing whatever it is that you need to do to prepare us for that day when you crack the sky. So Father, as we come and as we lay our petitions before that we want to lift up before you in a very special way, Brother Miller, we're asking, oh God, in the name of Jesus, that you would be with James Miller today, oh God. You know his struggles. You know the doctor's report. You know what they say. But Lord, Father, God, we declare and decree that we don't live based off of what they say. We live based off of what you say. So, Father, we're asking that you will say the word, oh God. That you will heal him by your power. That you will heal him by your word. We're asking, oh God, that you will cover Brother Carlos as well. Lord, you know what he needs before he's even in need of it. We declare it right now in the name of Jesus that you will go before him making the crooked road straight. We're asking, oh God, that you will go with him even now, oh God. You know what he need, oh God. You know his desires, that you will bless him and bless him abundantly. We're asking, oh God, that you will be with Sister Brenda as well, oh God. Thank you for her leadership. Thank you for her sincere spirit. Thank you for her temperament. Thank you, oh God, for placing her, oh God, in the position that she has. We're asking you, God, that you will continue to hold her close before thee. Father, we ask that you would be with her family members both near and far. We're asking, oh God, that you would set up a hedge of protection around her and keep her in these last and evil days. Let her know, oh God, that you have the end in the palm of your hand so you know how it will unfold. So encourage her heart today, oh God. Encourage her mind today, oh God. Oh God, we want to lift up before you in a very special way, Sister Elaine, today. Father God, Sister Elaine is battling today with health challenges that continue to pile upon each other. So Father, I ask that you would just hit the base of that thing and knock it all down. We're asking God that you will hold her with your righteous right hand. Let her see you in the midst of her struggle. Let her see you in the midst of her pain, oh God. Oh Father, we declare it right now in the name of Jesus that you would do it right now, oh God. Let us not leave here today, oh God, the same way we came. 
but let us leave here, oh God, knowing that you have heard the prayers of your children in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, I want to ask that you would be with Alexandria today, oh God. Father God, that you would touch her where she is right now, Father. That you would hold her husband up, oh God, keep him encouraged. Be with the family, be with the children today, oh God. And we're asking you, God, to do this because if you don't do it, it cannot, shall not, and will not get done. So, Father, hold her right now. Let her see you in the midst of this. We ask that you would be with Sister Bowen, oh God, and Brother David in the name of Jesus. Oh God, let them see you today, oh God. Let this not just be another day, oh God. Lord, this is the Sabbath day you've set it aside, a day of reflection, a day of getting to know you once again, oh God. A day of setting aside all of the cares of this world and, and just focusing in and reflecting on your goodness and your grace and your mercy. So I pray for the Bowen family. I pray for Brother David today, oh God. Lord, I lift up the Tabernacle of Praise family. I lift up those that are online today, oh God. I ask you, oh God, that you would do what you're doing in the name of Jesus. That you would do it now, God, Father, in the name of Jesus. Dangers, oh God, that you would rebuke it right now. Trouble waters right now, oh God, that you would calm the raging sea, oh God. That you would break up the fallow ground right now, oh God. That when we leave here today, oh God, we will not leave it the same way we came, but we will leave it with a newfound love for the things of God. So do what you do, God. Do it right now in the name of Jesus. Do it right now in the name of Jesus. Do it right now, oh God. Do it right now, God. Let your presence be made known today, oh God. That when we leave here, God, we will know that we have tabernacled with the King, with the Lord of all. And we will be ever so mindful, oh God, to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. So it's not about us, but it's about you. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you're doing. And we bless you for what you are about to do. This we do pray, oh God, in the matchless name of Jesus. And that the people of God, both near and far, say amen, amen, and amen again. Let the church say, Amen. Amen. He's so good. Man, we've already had church, okay? Oh no, do I have enough room for the Spirit of God? I may have to kick out some of my old self so I can get some more room. Okay, I want to start with a little house cleaning stuff. Um, we have, first of all, we had our uh, Sam picnic last week. It was awesome, right? <laughs> right, it was really fun. We hope next year. That everybody will come out and enjoy each other. Uh, and then this week, 
coming up is tomorrow is our 12 steps to success group and it's virtual anybody who wants to attend you're free to come um, and you can see me after it so you can get the link or you can text me anybody who does not have my phone number to text me you come up and let me know and we'll exchange numbers um, that's the first thing the second thing is our suicide prevention program has been going along this is the third year Thank you very much. Sometimes it gets hard, but the Lord is good. So I want to introduce to you two of our speakers who have been consistently with us all three years. And we have Melody, who is always drop dead gorgeous. She is our first lady. She is a therapist at a school in Pattonville, is that correct? In the Pattonville School District. She works with young people. And then we have Jan, where is Jan? Yes, yeah, she's trying to hide off. Right, we have Jan in the back. Jan is a um, nurse by trade, but she's also a PhD candidate. Is this your last year, Jan? Uh, you have two more years? Mm. Okay, well, that's close enough. She's doing our PhD in behavioral health, combining mental health and physical health together so we can get a holistic approach to getting well. So Jan has a lot of information for us. And we have two more speakers. Um, one is Chris, and I forgot the space that he said, I have that for you. And also one name is uh, Jessica. She's a therapist, and he's a public health worker. So come on out. And I want to say this. I'm on the prayer line, and uh, a prayer line. It's a lot of them out there. And um, I've heard this year of about three attempted um, death by suicide, three attempted death by suicide. One person literally jumped out of a fourth floor window. We need to know how to prevent people from doing that, to step in before it happens. We need to know that. Oh, one more thing, because I know Beth's going to get me. The Christmas concert is December 16th this year. Anybody who have, we need to start um, our database for that. If you invited someone and you have their email address or phone number, please get that to us so that we can um, start building our database and start the process of advertising and encouraging them to come. We want to invite them also to the, the um, Suicide Prevention Conference. But we know last night, we know that Satan tempts somebody either to take someone else's life or to hurt themselves. We know that. This is just a fact. It's just, it's just, we just accept it. We can go to sleep on that. But we know that the families are at a loss. They don't know what to do. So we want to do something for them. We want to send them a little love through the airwaves. Now, I know if they can send all this rap music through the airwaves, that the Holy Spirit and the heavenly angels can send our encouragement through the airwaves, but it can't do it if we're whispering. So I'm gonna do what I do and I need everybody out there. You have to do your part. It can't just be me. Everybody have to get involved. So I'm gonna say, God is good. All the time. All the time. He is worthy to be praised. Well, I need you guys to practice it this week. I'm not feeling it like I used to feel it, but so y'all gotta practice a little bit more. Just saying, God, be in your kitchen. Be over the stove, cooking your food. God is good. Say it. Yes, yes. Thank you, Bear. Thank you, Bear. He's so good. Now, I want to share with you an experience we had this week. Lee doesn't know about this. 
So we, before the Backpack Sabbath, we went out, Lee and I, and we went to daycares. We went to about six, seven daycares, but we went to also camps where children are, and we gave out flyers and put them in these places. So what we did was we had about 100 or so of those um, thank you cards. So we went back to those daycares. Why? I want them to remember us. I want them to know our name. So we went back and we said, hey, remember us, we did such and such and such. And they was like, yeah, I remember. I put my flyers right here. I did this with the flyers. And I was like, yes. So now we have, I told them our, our upcoming coming, um, conference. You know, I got some numbers, some names. I told them I'm coming back to give them some more flyers. What we are doing, and I hope what you are doing, is developing relationships with the businesses in the St. Louis area. Now what that does is mean I don't have to stand out there, go door to door giving out one sheet of paper. I can put 40 sheets of paper in one spot. Okay, I need to hear a little bit more than that. Uh, right, so we're gonna work smarter, not harder. We do want you to do door to door if you can. We're gonna work smarter, by harder. But every time I got out that car, Satan will put a vision of a pit bull in front of me. Right, so one time this is, you know, we was walking, going on a walk, and I can spot a dog like two miles. I can barely see that chair right there, but I can see a dog way off. And I said, is that a dog? And Lee was like, because you know what I'm going to do? I'm going in the opposite direction. I don't even need to see the dog up close. And Lee said, they just puppies. They just little puppies. The closer they got, I said, they look like pit bulls to me. And he was like, no, no, they just puppies. We had a dog. So as they got up, they were put pit bulls, and the man on the bike had, the, had them on these double nooses or whatever, and they were very loose. And those dogs were straining at those things, straining. He was off balance because he's on a bike, and my dog just laid down like, I'm cool, I'm, I got this, I'm okay. Lee was nice and calm, but not me. I was like this. I'm getting ready to run. Lee was like, don't run, don't run. One of the dogs got out of his neck thing and he was coming he was because I was down on the hill he was right here at me I was like but the Lord is so good that dog he was doing this but he could not move forward so that fly I was this is post-traumatic stress disorder because every time I go to a door I kept thinking of a pit bull coming out at me jumping on me it doesn't help that I always read about pit bulls killing people but still you know he was coming at me I've, I've felt that, but the Lord will say to me, they have children here. They can't have pit bulls. Move forward. I say to you, whatever goal God has given you, whatever you're supposed to be doing, whether it's chasing that PhD, whether it's helping young people get better, whether it's just going around the store to buy some pampers and the store have a whole bunch of people in front of it. Whatever the goal is, fear not. The Lord said, a thousand shall fall at thy side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh you. See it, visualize it. Whatever the thing is, that's preventing you from living your life the way God intends for you to live it. Whatever it is, see God is blocking it. We only need to move towards the door. 
God is so good. He loves us. He wants us to prosper, and he cares for us. I do want to say to the church, thank you, thank you so much, because we could not do Backpack without the resources that the church gave us. So we're going to call the um, deacons to come forward, and we want to continue to give resources so that the work of God, the local work of God, can continue on and progress. Most honorable Father, you have given us some high and lofty goals and desires, dear Lord. You have, you're saying to us, test and taste and see that the Lord is good. You are mighty and kind to us, dear Father. We cannot give you enough. So the little bit that we're re returning to you, dear Father, we ask that you would bless it. Change it from a secular use to a sacred use. Help us, Lord, to do your will in whatever line that you call us to do. We ask that you will remind us to fear not because you go before us and you're with us. In the name of Jesus, we pray and praise you always. Amen. God is good.
working miracles. working miracles in your life. Can I hear you say amen? Amen. If he's still doing miracles in your life, can we just say amen? Oh, yes. The fact that you're sitting here this morning is a miracle. Anybody believe that this morning that this is, you are a miracle? Look to your left. Look to your right. Just in case you want to know what a miracle looks like. Look to the left. That's a miracle. Amen. I would say put your hand in, in front of you. Act like you got a mirror. But, but, but when you get home today, just in case that miracle to your left or to your right is not suffice. When you get home, just look in the mirror. You will see another miracle. He's still working miracles in our life. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. We've, we've had church today. I know I'm full. I'm, I, I'm, 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 I am full, but you know how it is when, when, you, when, you, when you have a, when you go to a, a, a dinner and there's a lot of food and you've eaten or eaten your field, but yet it was so good, you just, you just want a little bit more. And you know you're full. Anybody ever been there? You know you're full. You, you, you know you really don't have no more room left, but, but the yams was just so good. <laughs> the mac and cheese was just so good. I just, I'm just going to get a little bit more. That's so full. Okay, the peas and rice was so good. Amen. But you know, um, I, am, I, am, I am full, but I believe that God wants to give us a little bit more. And I pray that this word today will find us in a good space that when we leave here, we will know that we will know who Jesus is to us. We will know who he is to us. So at this time, I just want to offer up another word of prayer. We're going to read the word of God. I'm going to pray again. I believe in prayer, but I want to start out with prayer. Just inviting God with us as we read the word of God to break down any barriers. I need us to to really home in on the spirit of the living God today. There's a lot going on in our world and, and we need to just get ready for what God is doing. Sometimes it's hard to see what God is doing with all the stuff that's going on in our lives. So if you could just permit me for a moment just to go before the throne yet again and we'll go into our reading and then we'll pray again. Father, again, you are truly an amazing God. Um, we thank you for what you have done thus far in this sanctuary. Um, as always, Father, we give you praise, honor, and glory. Not I, but it is Christ that dwells. So, Father, again, we bless you. We honor you. A prayer of thanksgiving, thanking you for loving us and even preparing us now for the word of God as it's preached, as it is taught, um, that we will not leave here the same way we came. Thank you so much in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Again, if you have your Bibles with you, if you can turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 16. I want to start with verse 13, and we'll read all the way down to verse 20. Um, that's Matthew, chapter 16, 
Um, when you have it, please stand with me in honor of the reading of the word of God, and we'll read this responsibly. Um, I'll um, read 13, and we'll trade off, and we'll read all the way down to verse 20. And when you have it, say amen. And if you would, for those of you who didn't allow your, your electronic devices to accompany you today, we did provide it for the, on the screen for you. The word of God says here in Matthew chapter 16, beginning with verse 13, that when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. All together, verse 20. And then he commanded his disciples that they should tell no one that he was Jesus to Christ. Today, real briefly, I just want to speak on the subject simple. Who do you say I am? Father, again, we give you praise, we give you honor, we give you glory. Now, as we enter into the preached moment, I must now decrease that the word of God may increase. Into your hands, I commit my spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated in the presence of an amazing God. This is a very timely passage as Jesus is spending time with his disciples. Uh, Jesus has uh, been doing ministry for quite some time now. He's raised some folk from the dead. He's walked on water. He's fed multitudes. He's entered into homes of different individuals. He's done miraculous things in front of his disciples. And keep in mind that he's taking his disciples on a journey with him as he's accompanying and doing all of these things. Sometimes it's easy for us to overlook or forget that what Jesus was doing, he was actually preparing them for something else. If I can put a pen right there and help somebody along the way that what you're experiencing, what you're going through right now, Jesus is simply preparing you for something else. I know you may not understand what that something else is, but the reality is we serve a God that, that understands and see the end from the beginning. So the trusting in him, even though you don't understand, the fact that he understands are to help us now to stand. I would say it again, but I don't want to confuse you with that, but I just need you to understand that as Jesus is moving through um, this time with his disciples, he's taking a moment now because he's asking them a question. See, Jesus has done miraculous things all along. He's done some things, and he knows that there is talk in the land. He knows that people are saying some things. He knows that there is a, a buzz going around about him. And, and so when Jesus asks this question, he's not asking it because he don't know. He simply wants to get the disciples in a place to where they are now seeing Jesus for who he is. 
again, if I can put another pen right there. Because it's easy for us to look at somebody else's life and figure that Jesus is working over there and fail to realize that he's not just working over there, but he's working right here as well. That just like he's blessing them across the street, he's blessing us right here. I know it may not look like it because it seems like there's wells of life. The storms of life are so overwhelming. Sometimes it seems like the troubles of this land is attacking us in such a way where it's hard for us to see Jesus moving and Jesus working. Sometimes it's overwhelming at times when it, and, and, and it's hard to look to see Jesus in the midst of our struggles. But if I can just help you along the way, family of God, just to help you to keep things in perspective, because as Jesus is asking the questions, who do they say I am? The truth of the matter is, is who do you say he is? Do you say that he's your healer? If he's your healer, then we need to move in a space of, the, of, of our healing. Let me just stop right there and come on back because I don't want to lose anyone. I'm trying to, trying to say this in such a way that when we leave here, we will understand and know that Jesus is moving in a way that he's really trying to get us to a place where regardless of what is going on around us, we're so locked in, we're so engaged, we're so tapped into him that it doesn't matter what's happening on the left or on the right. It doesn't matter what's going on in the white house, the black house, the blue house, or the green house. It doesn't matter what's happening next door it doesn't matter what we need to understand as these last day folk and I say that all the time because there is nothing coming after this this is it family of God this is wrap up time if you will this is the close of it all we are now entering into a space where if our faith in Jesus isn't locked in solid if the wind blows and get us to buckle at our knees then brothers and sisters I just want to let you know that you are not ready. If every time the wind blows, we're troubling over here and we're crying over there, I say it all the time, family of God, what kind of preacher would I be or would, or, or would you have me to be if every time I stood up here, I'm always crying and complaining. I got troubles over here and troubles over there. How far would you follow this preacher down the road if every time I stood before you, I'm complaining about this and I'm complaining complaining about that and, and, and I got this issue and my wife ain't cooking no more but she's cooking and, and all of this is going on if, if every time I stood before you what kind of preacher what kind of witness would I be if every time I'm talking about the struggles and never talking about the one that is able to deal with the struggles every time I show up I'm always crying I'm always bickering and always complaining Complaining, but I want to flip the script today and help somebody along the way. Oh, I feel something right there and just let you know that our conversation ought to be. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I could think of or imagine because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. That every time I step out on the stage of life, I step out with the faith of the anointed one. That no danger, no, 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 no danger could ever befall me because he will put no more on me than what I'm able to handle. I'm going to get back to the text in a minute, but I just need somebody to understand that God is faithful, that God is true, that God is just, and that God see you even though everybody else don't want to claim that they do. 
God sees you. Don't worry about everybody else. Don't worry about what the next person says. You keep moving according to what God has called you to move to. You march according to the beat that God has placed before you. And the reality is, while we're all believers, come on in here, family of God. I need you to understand something. While we're all believers, there are times where God is calling me to move in a way that is different from what you think I ought to move in. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to stay right there just a little while because too many times we feel as believers that if you're not doing this, then you're not doing it right. If you're not saying it this way, then you're not saying it right. If you're not walking this way, but we have to understand that Jesus is trying to save folk, that there are folk that you won't go to that somebody else will. In other words, there are places that God is trying to reach folk at that there are individuals just won't go there which means now that I have to walk a little different than you. Because if I walk according to the way you walk, then that person over there will never get the gospel message. There's some of us, we won't leave our front room. Some of us, we're not trying to go next door. Some of us ain't trying to go down the street. I'm going to get to the text in a minute, but I believe the Spirit is moving in this place today. And I need us to understand that we got to get out of our comfort zone. We got to move in such a way that the Spirit of God is reigning supreme over our lives and that no devil in hell will stop me from going where the Spirit of God is trying to lead me. If the children of Israel had listened to the naysayers, they would have never crossed over the Jordan. If, if, if the children of, of, of Israel had, had listened to the naysayers, they would have never crossed over the Red Sea. You have to understand that there are times you have to listen to God and God alone. I know you can't explain it. I know you don't have all the ins and outs. It's not making sense to you, but you trust him. I know I can't figure it out. I can't explain it the way I would like to because God only gave me so much. He only gave me what I needed. So I'm going to have to work with what he gave me. So now Jesus is coming to the disciples. Jesus and the disciples have crossed the, the Sea of Galilee once more. Uh, but this time, they traveled together some 25 miles north of Galilee to the district of, uh, of Caesarea Philippi. The town at the base of, the, uh, 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 of this snow-capped mountain. Uh, 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 Jesus is now pausing the scene. Jesus has now stopped to ask the disciples, so who do men say that I am? Notice that there was a buzz going around because every last one of the disciples had something to say. So it wasn't like Jesus was asking this question uh, uh, just out of the blue. Uh, Jesus was asking this question uh, knowing that the disciples had an answer. Some of the people, uh, some of the disciples said, some say, some say that you're John the Baptist. Now you have to understand that John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin, he shows up on the scene and we call him the forerunner. John the Baptist laid the foundation. You know the story, John the Baptist uh, uh, was, was beheaded because John the Baptist spoke the truth to Herod. Uh, you know, Herod was living a foul life and, and John had to call him on it. And, and, and as a result of that, John lost his life. Oh, if I can just throw another pin at somebody right there, I need you to understand that speaking the truth is not always going to be easy. Sometimes you have to 
stand when everybody else buckled. Sometimes you have to speak truth, even though, even though it may not be the popular thing to do. But the reality is you are not your own, but you are bought with the price. And that price is the blood of the living God. So we have to understand that we move different. We speak different. We walk different. We live different because we are different. We have been set aside. We've been set apart. So when folk look at you, they ought to see something different. You ought not to see me like everybody else. You ought not to see me like the man next door. When you walk upon me, there ought to be a ship. Hey, wait a minute. Something different about that one there. There, 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 there is something special about that one right there. You see, that one right there, 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 there is something going on in his person. I can't put my finger on it, but I may need to be a little nice to him. may need to speak a little certain way. That's when, that's when folks start, start, you know, apologizing. Oh, oh, I didn't mean to say that. Yes, you did. And I tell them all the time. I say, yes, you did. Yes, you did. You didn't, that, that, that didn't just fall out your mouth. You, you, you said it. Now, I need us now going forward. And this is what I tell them all the time. Folk do that all the time. I'm, I'm sorry, Pastor. No, no, don't be sorry. I just need you to think next time. Amen. Because you knew what you was going to say before you said it. I know sometimes they just want to see a reaction to see if I'm really going to get all spiritual. No, no, I, I mean, I'm, you know what? I, I, I could say some words too. Remember, I used to be in the Navy. So, so, so I could put them together all kinds of ways. But, but I thank God for delivering lips. Come on, somebody. <laughs> but the reality is you don't have to, don't, don't apologize. So, so, so here it is, Jesus is setting the stage. Okay, I need you to know who I am. John the Baptist. Okay, some say you're John the Baptist, but, 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 and that's, and that's good. And, and, and then, then another one jumps up. He says, some say, some say that you are, that you are Elijah. You see, Elijah was a special young man too. Elijah shows up on the scene and, and Elijah start, start, start proclaiming uh, the future. Elijah uh, uh, started smacking water in the Jordan with his, here, with, his, with his here cloak and the water spreads aside. And, and, and Elijah doing all of these miraculous things and the people were like, could it be that he's Elijah that have returned? Uh, 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 and then some say, some say you're Jeremiah. Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. Jer 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 Jeremiah declared uh, uh, that, 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 that in these last days that there will be a Messiah that will show up on the scene. And, and some feared Jeremiah so much that said, could it be that this is Jeremiah that has returned? Notice, notice Jesus was just simply asking the question, who do men say that I am? That's not, that's not really Jesus' main focus. See, 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 Jesus don't really care uh, what, 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 what people say that I am. Uh, oh, I'm going to try to walk in here uh, uh, with my best foot forward. Uh, 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 Jesus, he's not concerned uh, uh, about what people say. Uh, oh, Jesus' main focus is, is, is right here. He says, so, so, so I get that. I, I, I realize uh, uh, that what, what you're saying about John and, and about Elijah and about all these other prophets. But, 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 but the real question, family of God, not what other people say, but, but what do you say? What, 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 who do you say that I am? 
You see, see, Jesus, Jesus shows up in such a way and, and, and speaks in such a way where now he's calling the disciples to, uh, to, 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 to realize all that he's done, all that I've shown you, all that I have presented to you, all that I have laid out before you, all the miracles that I've done, all the blessings of paying your bills and, and all of the stuff that I've done, uh, keeping the hanks off of you, if you will, keep keeping you out of trouble, uh, all the stuff that I've I've done now. I need you to ask me, uh, answer me this question. Who do you say that I am now? I've, I've showed up at your hospital, at your bedside. I've, I've watched over your children. Uh, who do you say uh, uh, that I am? Uh, uh, who do men say? Who do you say uh, uh, that I am? And so Jesus understands uh, uh, that he's moving now to a space where his life in just a few, uh, a couple of days uh, 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 will be snuffed out. And, and Jesus needs uh, the disciples now to come to a place of understanding. Now what I love about it is that Simon Peter, you know Simon Peter, oh he's going to speak up. Uh, uh, who do you say that I am? In verse 13, Jesus tells his disciples that, 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 that he is the son of man. Uh, uh, now he asks uh, uh, what they believe about him when Jesus says, but what or who do you say that I am? You, you, you see, you have to understand you is both emphatic and it's plural. So not only was he speaking to Peter, but he was also speaking to the disciples. Just like I'm speaking to you. Who do you say that I am? Plural. But I'm also speaking individually. Who do you say that I am? Jesus is now has added his address to this question to his disciples at a large rather than that. He, he didn't just address it to Peter only. You see, the people are free to believe whatever they want to believe about Jesus. But Jesus has been carefully preparing his disciples to carry on this work. Jesus was intentional. You see, they had heard his teaching and they have witnessed his miracles. But what they think of him is critical. It's very important. You've watched Jesus do all of these things. You've witnessed him and you heard of him and you saw him. But now the question is, who do you say that Jesus is? Or who do you say that he is? And I love it because Peter, 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 Simon, Peter answered. Peter is the unusual spokesman for the disciples. He says it like this in verse 16. He says, thou art the Christ. You see, Christos means anointed one or, 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 or anointed. You see, an Israel anointed people with oil to set them apart for a special role, such as a prophet, a priest, or even a king. Anointing indicated not only that God had chosen this person, but also that God would give that person the ability to fulfill the role that he's called them to. The question is, who do you say that? I am. When Peter said, you are the Christ, he was going one step further. He was taking a giant step. You see, Israel had for many years been looking for God and a savior. Someone like King David uh, of old uh, who had led Israel to greatness. Israel was looking for God to send a Messiah to do that again, to make Israel this great nation again. 
And when Peter said, you are the Christ, he was simply saying, you are the Savior for whom we have waited for for centuries. You are the one sent from God to save us. See, while the New Testament accounts that Jesus' baptism don't include the word anoint, some scholars think that of his baptism as the anointing. In other words, the New Testament speaks of Jesus as fulfilling the threefold for which the threefold role for which the, the anointing was appropriate: a prophet, a priest, and a king. And they feel uh, uh, that this right here was the, was, the, was, the, was the fulfilling of this role. But we are not surprised to hear that Jesus is the Christ. You see, this gospel began with the words in the book of genealogy of the Jesus Christ. If you look at it in the Matthew, it starts out with the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Jesus has spoken of himself as son. The disciples earlier called Jesus the Son of God when he walked across the water to their boat and stilled the storm. This is the Son of God. The living God contrasts with the lifeless idols uh, that, will, uh, uh, that, 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 that were all throughout Caesarea Philippi. So not only are you the God, but you're a living God. You see, you have to understand the times in which they're living and everything meant something. Everything had implication. The, the city that they were in, the town that they were in, there were a lot of idol worshipers. There were a lot of dead gods in that city. Everybody believed in this and they believed in that. So when Peter said, you are the living God, in other words, you're not just a God. Because we're in a space now where you can look to the left, you can look to the right, you can look up, you can look down, you can look all around and you will find some type of God. But Peter said, no, no. You're not just the God or a God. You are the living God. You're the living God. So you're not like everybody else. You've been, you know, the anointed, as I mentioned earlier. You've been set aside, set apart. So you're not like all these other gods that everybody else has been talking about. Come on in here, family of God. But I need you to understand that sometimes we treat Jesus like an idol. Let that marinate. Sometimes we don't treat Jesus or, 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 or use Jesus as if he's a living God. We just, we just talk about he's a God. A God with no power. A God with no authority. A God with no ability to save us. He's just a God. But if I can help you out, family God, and help you learn uh, uh, and, and understand that, 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 that Jesus is more than just a God. He's living. He's a living God. He has power to restore. He has the ability to change lives. I know sometimes it seems as if it's a difficult task. I know it seems as if when you look around, especially with our babies, come on somebody, and it seems as if they're just doing everything but the right thing. But, but I have to stop and take a pause for the cause and recognize that God is the same yesterday, today and forevermore. What does that mean, preacher? That means that I haven't always been here, that I wasn't always in 
the church. And just like he saved me back then, I believe that he's the same God that delivered me back then. The same God that walked me back to this place. The same God that, 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 that um, delivered me from drugs. The same God that got me out of the streets. The same God that got me out of the homeless state. The same God will also be the same God that will deliver my babies. The same God will show up on their behalf. The same God, just like he did it for me, I believe and declare it in the name of Jesus that he will do it for them as well. The same God. He's living. He's alive. And he's well. But still the question remains, who do you say that he is? So Jesus looks at Peter. The statement that Peter demanded, the, the statement that Peter, Peter said demands a comment. You see, if he truly believed that Jesus is the Messiah, he would have, no, he would have to give his all to Jesus' service. If you believe that, that he is the Messiah, then everything about you ought to be about Jesus. Oh, yeah. I know, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. I realize, I've come to learn over these few years that I've been on this earth <laughs> uh, uh, that there are times when I want to take matters in my own hand. Come on, family, I know I ain't by myself. Don't leave me out there by myself. There, there, there have been times I wanted to just say it. I mean, come on, come on, somebody, you know. It ain't like my mind is so holy where I don't think about, see, 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 I had to stop. I had to stop, see. Come on, I'm just trying to be real in here and help us along the way because I know, I know sometimes you look at the preacher and you feel like the preacher just walking under the, under the anointing, like oil just dripping in and everything is just, we just sliding through the house in anointing. We just sliding from the bedroom to the kitchen. We just got grease all over the living room, just sliding all over the place. Come on, somebody, help me, help me, Holy Ghost. But I have to let you know that there are times my wife do the sister look at me. Come on, somebody. I said the sister look. <laughs> There are times when, 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 when the oil seemed to have dried up. Come on, somebody. And I have to ask for a, a refreshing. Come on, help me, Lord. <laughs> but, 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 the reality, but the reality is, uh, uh, the truth of the matter is that, that, that we all need Jesus. Every last one of us in here needs Jesus. Oh, don't get it twisted. It feels as if the first family got it all together. Well, I thank God that I'm where I am, but I thank God I'm not where I used to be. Come on, somebody. I need, I need to just help me along the way because I know when you look back over your life, when you look back on how things used to be, I know you ain't always saying first tenor. Come on, help me, Lord. I know you ain't always been up in the praise team. And, and Sister Brenda, I know I get it. I understand. I realize that. That's why I've come to realize and understand that if it wasn't for the grace of God if it had not been for hey if it had not been for Jesus on my side well I know you just say where would I be I know where I'll be and it wouldn't be here I got into a place in my life where the spirit of the Lord had to show up in my apartment and tell me boy the road you on you're gonna either end up dead or locked up in one ear and out the other don't act like no 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 because see the reality is sometimes the lord will show up in your life and put some things in your path and show you and ask you so who do you really say that i am because you say i'm this but you're acting like that you say you trust me but i can't see no evidence of the t the r the s 
You're moving in your own space. You're acting in your own, on your own behalf. It's like you are the judge and the jury. And God is simply asking the question, so really, if you say that I'm this, then why aren't you acting like that? If you say that I'm able to do it, then why aren't you believing it? So, so Peter speaks up. He said, you are the Christ. He said, blessed are you, son, uh, 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 Simon, uh, uh, Bar-Jonah. Uh, uh, we understand and know that flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, flesh and blood. In other words, your daddy, your mama, nobody on this earth told you that this, was the, what, that this is who I am. No, 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 nobody in this room said it. Nobody whispered it to you. Nobody passed you a note. No one texted you or emailed you. No one Facebooked you or threw it on Instagram. No, 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 no. Flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father which is in heaven. Which suggests to me that God still speaks to his children. Oh, yes, that God still speaks to his children. So, family of God, I need you to come on in the room just a little bit close. I know it's tight in here, but I need you to understand that God still speaks to his children. So I don't need you to give up because you're seeing all this stuff jumping. I don't need you throwing in the towel because it seems as if you can't get a second win. God still speaks. God still moves. God still works on behalf of his children. And I just need you to leave it a day understanding and knowing that, that, that I'm walking a new walk now because I've come to realize who Jesus is. I thought I knew who he was, but now I know who he is. So I leave here with a new thought. I leave here with a new feeling. I leave here with a new understanding. I leave here with a new aspiration. I leave here with new goals now, with a new mindset that I'm not that thing that they said I am. I'm not what they think I am, but I'm greater than that. I'm bigger than that. I'm better than, the, than what they say I am. They may not want to give me credit for it. They may not want to put, give it on me, but, but hey, here it is. Jesus has it in store for you. So they may not place it on you right now, but you just hold on to the God who you know is your God. If you just trust Jesus and lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and the Bible says that he will direct your path. So I don't wait on all the kudos and all of the applause because I'm walking in such a way where they, I'm, I'm a walking to him. I don't have to wait on that the reality is that is waiting on me hey oh yeah I don't have to wait on somebody see see that somebody is waiting on me to get there because I'm walking in my anointing I'm walking in my gift I recognize who he is. He is my Alpha and my Omega. He is the beginning and the end. He's everything that I need and, and everything that I hope for. So I don't have to worry about it anymore. I'm just walking in my purpose. And whatever God has for me, it is for me. So I don't have to, I, 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 I don't have to politic hey, hey, on our job. I, I don't have to worry about promotion. Why? Because God will set it up to when the promotion come, it's going to blow your mind. It's going to blow your mind. Don't, don't get caught up in all this. I know I'm talking to somebody out there. Don't, don't get caught up in what you see. I need you to trust God. Who do you say he is? Well, if he's that then, then why aren't you trusting him for that? So don't worry about it. 
You keep doing what God has called you to do. You keep believing in God. You keep leaning on him and you let every you let God work all that stuff. I just need you to understand that everything that God has done up until this point, it was leading and guiding and teaching. It wasn't just paying your bills just to say, I'm God, I can pay your bills. He wasn't just raising you out of your sick bed just to say, I'm God, I got healing power. No, he was setting you up for something greater. He was getting you ready for something bigger. And the, and the what did they say? Uh, uh, the bigger the headache, the bigger the pill. And somebody's going to say, the bigger the doctor, the bigger the bill. I'm going to need you to stop right there. <laughs> Little old school, I had to, some, <laughs> Lord, did you throw, anyway, where were we? Oh, yeah, God is able to deliver you from your, I just need a few folk to understand that God is simply wanting you to realize that not only am I the one that was to come, but I am the one that is here right now. Because if you notice, remember, remember, if you look at the story here, it's very simple. They're still looking for the Messiah. They're still looking for him to show up. And here it is. Jesus has been with them all this time, doing miraculous signs and wonders and doing all of these things. And, 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 and the people are still looking. You know where I'm going with this. Sorry about that. Too many times we're looking for Jesus and he's standing right in front of us. Too many times we're looking for Jesus to do the miraculous and he has already done it. He's already done it. He's already brought about the deliverance. He's already brought about the healing. But the problem is it wasn't done the way that we thought it should be done. He didn't move according to the way that we felt like he should move. He didn't show up in the way that we felt like he should show up. He didn't speak it in a, in a, in a more elaborate and more, and more lofty way. Uh, but Jesus sometimes just looks. And it is done. There are times when Jesus don't have to enter into your home in order for the blessings to show up. But too many times we want Jesus to come in and sit down and pull up to the table and just hang out. And Jesus said, listen, listen, I, it, it, this one right here don't take all that. This situation here don't require that. This problem here don't require that. As a matter of fact, you have the power. You have the keys, Peter. You have what you need right here, right now. Use the key, Peter. Use the key. I've given you everything that you need. You have the ability, whatever you loose in heaven, or whatever you, whatever you loose in heaven will be loose on earth. Whatever is bound on earth will be bound in heaven. I've given you what you need. I just need you now to activate it. I just need you now to walk into it. I need you now to step out on faith. This is what Peter was demonstrating. This is the takeaway from this. Jesus is saying, Peter, because of your faith, my church will be built on that type of faith, upon this rock, upon this type of faith, an unwavering faith, a faith that will stand the test of times, not the faith that will get us from week to week, but a faith that will get us for the rest of our lives. 
Time I come to church, I got to get it. It's like, you know, we use that analogy all the time, which is cool. I get it. I understand where I go get a fill up. You know, the church is a gas station where I just come in. Or, or no, we say that for Wednesday night prayer meeting, you know, where I got to get my fill up to get me through the rest of the week. You mean your tank is that small? <laughs> I mean, if you're trying to go out of town, I mean, would you, you wouldn't want to have to stop every 15 minutes to gas up, would you? I mean, at least get out the city limits before you fill up. <laughs> we, we, we can't get out the neighborhood. We get two blocks and it's time to fill up again. Come on, family of God. You mean is this what we're doing with church now? Well, I got to, you know, I need my, I got to go to Wednesday night. I got to, got to get my fill up. No, 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 no. Let me tell you something. This tank right here is, listen, you can shut it down. You can fold it up and you can put it in a corner. My tank is on full. Matter of fact, the gauge is broke. It don't know how to see empty. Some of us had a car that the needle would break and stay on E. Mine broke. It stay on full. Come on, somebody. I never get tired of this. I never run dry. And they never get half, you know, I get half and I got fill up. No, 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 no. Mine don't even see half. Right. Because I put my stock, I put my everything. And it doesn't mean that I don't have bad, yeah, I have bad days. But guess what? Those bad days are just indicators that God is still on the throne. Because when they show up, I just sit back and smile. And I say, because I got something for you. It's called prayer. Yeah, right. It's called trusting him when I can't trace him. It's called believing in him when believing is unbearable. And it's called holding on, even if I got to holler. Because I recognize that Jesus is able to do all things. Let me finish up here because he said, upon this rock, I will build my church. I get it. I recognize who you are, Jesus. I recognize that you are my all in all. I recognize, Jesus, that you're everything that I need. Without you, I can do nothing. It is impossible for me to move without you, Jesus. I've come to a point in my Christian experience where I realize that I can't think a thought without him. I can't flex a muscle without him. I can't move my limbs without him. I can't do anything without him. I, I, I can't. I'm just lost like that. I'm just messed up like that. If Jesus, if you leave me, I will die. If you leave me, I will crumble. If you leave me, Jesus, now I will cease to exist. Because everything about me is connected to you. Everything about me is wrapped up in you. I've come to realize that's who you are to me. Now, I don't know who he is to you, family of God. But who he is to me, he is my king of kings and my lord of lords. He's everything that I can ever hope for and everything that I've ever dreamed of. He's my alpha and my omega, my beginning and my end. He's all that I can ever do and all that I've ever done. Good, bad, and ugly. He's shown me that he's been right there, walking with me and talking with me, letting me know that I am his own. So therefore, it doesn't matter how the wind blow. It doesn't matter how things may be. I've come to realize that there is no weapon that is greater than the God that I serve. I've come to realize that God is my all in all. I've come to learn that everything that I've ever desired and everything that I could ever hope for is wrapped up, locked up, tied up, tangled up in Jesus. So without him, I can do nothing. But with him, I'm more than a conqueror. So who is he to me? 
He's my friend. He's my bridge over troubled water. Who is he to me? He's my beginning and my end. And it's not just when I get sick or thirsty, but Jesus, regardless of what happens in my day, I'm going to trust you anyhow. I'm going to believe you anyhow. I'm going to walk with you anyhow. That's who you are to me. Everybody else may have a, a different concept, but that's fine. Because you're bigger than my concept. You see, Jesus, you're not just big for me, but you're big for everybody. So he may be my healer. He may be your deliverer. He may be your way maker. He may be your bridge over troubled water. Who do you say that he is? That's the question that the world is still grappling with. Not knowing who Jesus is. Well, let me tell you something, family, and I'm closing. Jesus simply came down here to show us the way to the Father. Everything that Jesus did, it was to show us the Father. And not only to show us the Father, but to lead us to the cross. Jesus didn't just go to the cross to die. He went to the cross to show us the cross. Because the reality is, without the shedding of the blood, there would be no remission of sin. Jesus said, I'm going to show you the cross. I'm going to walk to the cross. I'm going to carry the cross. I'm going to die on the cross. So that you will have no excuse when it comes to the cross. That's why we're here. We're here to see the Father. We are here to bear our cross. Nobody said it would be easy. Nobody said the road would be easy. Nobody said that this would be an easy thing. There will be some lonely nights. There will be some moments where you're going to be perplexed and bewildered and and you're going to wonder what in the world is going on. Your marriage, your children, your jobs, life. It's going to be a challenge with all the stuff that is going on in the world. Identity crisis. Male, female, this, that, and the third. All of this stuff is going on. And the reality is, God says, I'm still the same. I'm still the same. I'm here if you need me. I'm here if you need me. There may be somebody here today to say, I need him. I need Jesus in my life. I need God to, to draw me close. I need God to, to just do something miraculous. I don't know what you need. I don't know, I don't know what it is that you're dealing with or what, you, what you're going through. But what I do know 
and that is God is available to receive you in his arms. He says, I'm here. Who do you say I am? Who do you say that I am? The reality is, I don't know. I can only speak my truth. I can only speak my truth. What's your truth? Do you see Jesus as a, that friend? Or maybe you don't see him at all. Maybe, maybe life has clouded your vision in such a way where you, it's just not clear. And you say, preacher, I just need you to pray for me to help things become a little clearer. If that's you, I just want to ask you to meet me down here. Who will it be? Who will it be? You know, when we, every time we do these appeals, it's not an appeal to call anyone out, to make anybody feel some kind of way. Listen, I'm down here first. That's why I always step down. Because I need you to understand and know that I will be the first to the feet of Jesus. Because it's not about me, but it's about him. And there are times when life, amen, praise the Lord, that there are times when, when it gets rough. There are times it does. It, it, it really does. It gets challenging. Your brother, amen. God bless you. Amen. We're going to pray for Brother Miller, James Miller. The doctors say, any time now. This is crucial. And we're in a time now where, where we need to make sure that our calling and election is true. It's not about me. It's not about you. But it's about Jesus. Anyone else? Anyone else? But this is the day. This is the day. The Bible says, choose ye this day who you will serve. Will it be God or will it be man? This is your day. This is your opportunity to make your calling and election sure. Is there one? There may be someone that want to be baptized. If you want to be baptized into this family, I ask you to meet me down here. Is there one? Is there one? Amen. Praise God. Come on. Brother Andre, come on in here. Blessings on you. Bless you. Stand over here with me. God bless you. Is there another? Amen. Stand with my brother. That's right. That's right. We're going to hold you up, brother. We're going to hold you up. Amen. Is there another? There may be somebody that just wants special prayer. Again, you, you, want, you want to know Jesus. You want to see him. You want to be with him. And you just want that special prayer. Just say, Pastor, pray for me. I just need, I just need prayer. If you're that person, you can raise your hand. I see your sister. God bless you. I see your hand in the back. I see your hands. Amen. Amen. We're about to pray. We're about to pray. Loving Lord, our Father, thank you so much for what has transpired in this here sanctuary so far. We know that the best is yet to come. We know that there is much more that you have in store for us. But until then, oh God, I just want to lift up before you in a very special way, Brother James Miller, who was 
battling health challenges right now. The doctor has delivered a report that is not favorable. We want to lift up Brother Miller, his brother right now, God. I ask that you would just give him strength as he processes this. His hope and faith is in you. But Father, we know that the love of a, a brother and a family member, the loss of a, of, of a brother or a family member is, is, is heavy on our hearts. But Father, you know that already, for you gave up your son, that we may have life and have it more abundantly. So I ask that you will comfort Brother Miller, comfort the family even now. I also want to lift up before you, Brother Andre, Andre McKenzie, oh God, who has requested baptism. I pray for this young man. His faith, strong faith. I ask, oh God, that you would continue to set up a hedge of protection around him. We know the enemy is going to try, but he has no power, for you have given us the keys. The keys, oh God. And so we thank you for Brother Andre. And Lord, you saw the hands of those that this is asked for special prayer that you would gravitate towards them as well, that you would draw them close. You saw each hand that went up. You know their desire. You know their need. I ask you in the name of Jesus that you would let your presence be made known. That when we leave this place, oh God, that we would not leave it the same way we came, but we would leave it with a newfound love for the things of God. This we pray in Jesus' name. Let the people of God say amen. Amen again. Can we put our hands together? Can we worship God in this space? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, it's. Brother James, bless Brother Andre. 
Keep them, Lord. Heal them, Lord. Bless us all and keep us. But we cannot keep ourselves. But we give you all the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Just wanna pray.